0: Episode eighty four of Auto Life Topic.
1: I'm um, your host Andrew, and, and I'm Brad. Brad's here, and we also have two guests here today. We do all the way from the other side of the country. Yep, we have, which uh, is special for episode eighty four because I want to make a big deal out of episode eighty four because episode eight, eighty four is like Andrew's number for those who know Andrew personally because he was born eight four eight four.
0: All right, so now everybody so knows your birthday. Everybody knows your birthday, so which, I expect presents now.
1: Well, whatever. We'll they'll forget by August. Happy birthday! Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're a little early,
0: <laughs> but so we have. Uh, Andy and Mercedes. Uh, We're gonna butcher their last name. How do you pronounce your last Lilienthal. name? Lilienthal. Lilienthal. yes, got it. From uh, sport com- No, sorry. Subcompact culture. Yep.
1: And crankshaft culture. Crankshaft culture.
0: You
2: got it. Yeah. Awesome.
1: They are crazy Mitsubishi people as well, mm-hmm. as well as all cars in general. Yeah, true. But they uh, have, right now, particularly, have a concentration of Mitsubishi's like the rest of us. Yes. Three of them. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is more than the most normal people in the world.
2: This is true. Repeat yeah. offenders. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's cool because I did want to have you guys on the show, but it was going to have to be remote. And it just happened to work out that we found out you guys are out here mm-hmm. visiting yeah. some family. So
2: Incredible timing, really. Perfect. It's, you were yeah, able to awesome. stop by. Yeah.
1: It's awesome that you are able to stop by, too.
0: Yeah. Well, but,
2: thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Uh,
1: oh, 100%. Like, yeah. It's very cool to have people in studio because we're out here on our northeast corner of the country. And all the car people... That are into the same things that we are into do not live here, so <laughs> very, don't few. Mind traveling. very few. We yeah, like
2: traveling.
1: Yeah, as if the few of us out here, but most of us are, you know, Oregon. Sorry, Oregon. 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 So everybody
2: out here calls it Oregon. So yeah, that's what like I'm hexagon, saying. Like hexagon. Yeah, but no, it's uh, out by us. We call it Oregon. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yep.
1: I corrected myself though, at least, so I'm aware of my. See growing up I played Oregon Trail.
2: Right. Well actually so did I despite yeah, I grew up in Minnesota and uh, you know, we played Oregon Trail also. So right. it wasn't until you moved to Oregon
3: My oxen Oregon, always
2: died. Your oxen always died, yeah. yeah. It got dysentery. So anyway. But yeah. enough about me.
1: <laughs> well you made it here from Oregon. We did. Yes. Not in a covered wagon. No, so thanks. you made it all right. Yeah.
2: Giant iron flying tube. So <laughs> airplane, yeah.
1: So you guys have been in this industry for quite a long time now.
2: I I have yeah. So I've
1: known you through um subcompact culture probably mm-hmm. at, at least 6 or 7 years. I'm mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to go go on longer than that I think probably correct. Yeah,
2: we started uh subcompact culture back in 2008 uh just at at the, at the uh um whim of a friend who was like, hey, you should, you know, you're really passionate about cars. You ever thought about starting a blog? And I remember saying to him, do people really read blogs, right? I mean, this is like 2008, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, do people really listen to podcasts? Yeah, they do. Uh, And at the time, yes, people were listening to or reading blog sites. And so I started this little thing. And it was uh, just, I kind of, I got, had gotten laid off. Along with about everybody else in 2008, and,
1: yeah, it was was not a good time. <laughs> no,
2: and so yeah, and so, yeah, and so I, I had the opportunity to spend uh, obsessive amounts of time trying to grow this website, mm-hmm. and it was one of these things where it was like, oh, I heard any little little bit of news, and I'd blog it or you know talk about it, and uh, so anyway, but I, I remember the first time I ever actually like got contact about anybody, it was Nissan sent me a press release for the upcoming Cube, and. I was like, "Oh my god, I somebody, somebody has yeah. <laughs> found my website organically off of the internet."s yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was cool, and I ended up getting to going to a Ford Media event, my first media event. And do uh, uh, you guys know Adam Barrera?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so the Zuzu man.
2: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm walking down the hallway in Dearborn out to go to go out to the test track. And this, I had I didn't know what to wear. I had I made a logo shirt. Right, I had like embroidered my. Blog on there. Hey, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and he's I hear Ad, this guy say, "Hey, Subcompact Culture, I follow your site." And I remember thinking, "Oh my God, there's somebody that actually <laughs> reads my website." I couldn't right. believe it. So, so Adam and I have been friends. Uh, and ever Adam, since. Adam
1: is a positive promoter of all things Cosm. Awesome, so,
2: absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Adam actually was a driving force behind us picking up our Pajero in Houston because he went and looked at yep. it. He actually already knew the owner and he had already looked at it. So
3: he just had the car a couple of days ago. Yeah. before we bought it. <laughs>
2: But yeah. uh, but anyway, so we so we started in eight and we 've been going since this is actually our tenth year, which is pretty exciting and uh, uh, then we started crankshaft culture uh, about a year and a half ago uh, we in, we inherited a uh, a jeep and uh, thought that doesn 't really fit the bill
1: so yeah it 's not it's, subcompact no much at all
2: no and uh, so we started this other website, crankshaft culture, which was all about. Our other love of, of things, which is all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, Everything. adventure vehicles, van stuff.
1: Which you've come into a good time with that now because the whole overlanding it's culture has exploded yeah. in the past couple Agreed. of years. Yeah.
2: Agreed. Yeah.
1: Absolutely exploded. I mean, to the point where it's almost oversaturated in some cases. Yeah. It's getting that way. But
2: we have lots if, of discussions about that. Yeah,
1: but if anybody doesn't follow crankshaft culture, you guys have a lot less um, pretentiousness. Yeah, you know,
2: ones. we're we're I think one of those people that believe that it doesn't matter what you're driving. I don't care if it's a Ford Festiva. You know, or if how you much get, it is. We actually
1: yeah. prefer if it's a Ford Festiva. Uh, as do
2: as do we. <laughs> yeah. If you've seen what kind of what kind of cars we prefer. Yes. Um, you know, it's it's not about how much money you can put into your Tacoma. It's yeah. about. To me, or to us, it's about the travel, and it's about getting out there getting and out seeing there. things that not everybody sees, and yeah, you know, enjoying the the journey as well as the destination. Adventure. So, I mean, it yeah. sounds kind of cliche, but that's the it the is.
1: It's the truth. Yeah. It's 100% the truth. Yeah. That's why we drive off-road vehicles, so we can enjoy yeah getting to someplace that you couldn't get in your totally agree. Camry. So you
3: don't have to spend $50,000 for a vehicle. You, oh, no. You know, you no. Can, no. <laughs> you can, like the Teal Terra, the Suzuki sidekick that we ended up buying several years back was... Uh, boy, how much? $1, $1,600? Yeah. American. Yeah. Amer- American dollars. Yes. Yep. Thanks, honey. Um, but, uh, versus yen. But, um, yeah. we built that up. We bartered for parts. We, you know, ended up buying stuff off of Craigslist and, and, you know, just built some of our own parts and away we went.
1: Yeah. We have a, uh, my, my personal overlanding rig, I guess you could call it. Um, I paid four hundred dollars for from a junkyard, mm, so it, nice. it's all out there.
2: Yeah, that's but, actually that's um, see, that's great, and I love the idea that you don't have to spend a ton of money. I mean, yeah. I've never owned a really expensive car before, and um, I don't know. It's it's. I've always been about, I think we've always been about sort of the underdog, you mm-hmm. know? And I mean, we've three
1: Mitsubishis. Uh, yeah. The
2: uniqueness. Yeah. 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 And you know, we grew up Mitsubishi. My first car was a 92 Expo you LRV, you know? And that That's explains cool. a lot if you yeah. know me. It does. So, yep. It explains uh, a ton. It does.
3: <laughs> well, and if you ever break down, then you end up meeting really, really cool people that are willing to help you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, no, we've met a lot of people through the Mitsubishi world, and even not so much local. We have a few local friends, but I mean, the fact that we talked about it a little while ago, just the. The, the internet has brought everybody in the whole world together, and yep. like I, I would never have known that there were more people in the world that liked old Dodge Colts, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, I find this whole in, online community of Dodge Colt owners, and it's that's, like, oh, that's amazing, I'm not yeah. alone, yeah.
2: We uh, again my when i was a young kid the first car we owned uh well when i was alive was a dodge champ awesome you know and it was probably already fading to orange but it was a, a red dodge champ and i remember yeah. the front seats folding forward to get into the back seat and then yep. we ended up uh had we had an omni for a while after that and then we had a uh, a mirage uh it was a, actually a, a colt four door yep. beige uh maroon interior Vinyl.
1: It's an interesting combination.
2: Yeah. My yeah. dad insisted on white walls, and it had white mm-hmm. walls. And, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, you don't just don't see them even out on the West Coast. You never no. see the four door hatchbacks. So,
1: no, they're, they're horribly awesome though.
2: Mm-hmm. So, I'm oh, absolutely. Awesome. I think that, I, I think I need to integrate that into my vocabulary, horribly awesome. Horribly awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because that's... I think I love horribly awesome cars. And that's, cars amazing. that are
1: so terrible, they're awesome.
2: That is true. Yeah. I, I, well, listening to your last podcast, and you were talking about, uh, Buying a, uh, if you had to buy a new vehicle, you'd buy a, a new Xterra. Yeah. You know, you were saying that. Oh, yeah, was, yeah I, was like, saying I was saying that. that. Oh, you, yeah. Right, you were saying that. It's sorry. The closest
0: thing to a Montero.
2: Right, and you were saying that it's like buying an old new car. Yeah, yeah. And I, Simplicity. I, we bought our Mirage. That's exactly. We have a seventeen Mirage, and yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's, I would it's, totally it's buy a new, new Mirage. I, yeah, I love this thing. People going, you just you went from a two hundred and sixty-five horsepower WRX to a Mirage.
3: A seventy-eight horsepower.
2: Mirage,
1: yes. Yeah. I made mean, it would bookend my car collection because I have the 80 Colt, which is the same as a Champ, which mm-hmm. is a Mirage. Yep. So if I had the 80 Mirage and I had a brand new Mirage, it'd be okay. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I mean, mileage is probably a lot better.
2: The yeah. mileage is, is fantastic on it. It's, and, you know, we've already got sticky tires and side skirts for it. And they, and look, getting, they look
1: good with the right set of wheels, agreed. wheels wide tire, yep. and a little. Yeah, well,
3: and they've been sitting in our living room for the last, uh, oh, I don't know how many months. They probably look
1: good there. in your living room, too.
3: They do. Yeah, yeah. They do. Our, Among everything else in our, our living room is yeah.
2: car-related. You that's walk into me. our house and it looks like a cross between Napa and REI right now. So Actually, yeah, it, I mean, it that's not
1: for, a, for the last That's six not a bad thing.
3: No, no, it could be worse.
1: I mean, what do people say when they walk into my house, Andrew? It looks like a 12-year-old lives there because <laughs> I have model cars on top of every flat surface. We just mm-hmm. have to
3: figure out where to eat dinner because our dining room table is now the workbench. Minor detail. And storage bench. Put and, whatever, uh, as long
1: as you're both into it, it's cool.
0: Put plywood <laughs> on top of the wheels. Then you have a
3: yeah, table. we do have <laughs> cardboard <laughs> on top yeah. of the wheels uh-huh. where we
2: have other winch parts. Yeah, I, I haven't had a
1: kitchen table for a while because I have a 4G63 intake and exhaust manifold and turbo sitting on it. Oh. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, we're not alone, that's no, good.
1: No, no. Awesome. I brought them home to clean them up and paint them before I put them back in the car, and then we just haven't finished putting the motorbike together, so I haven't been motivated to do that. But
3: So, so you can relate, that's good.
1: Oh, yeah, no, yeah. we have car parts. I mean, well, oh, actually, there's none in here right now. There used to be a bunch of tires and wheels right here. Well, those, those yeah, radiators there's
2: a radiator. There's, there's there. a yeah. up, yeah, there. yeah. up there. Yeah, a up there.
1: Spoiler back there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's parts, those parts yes. here. We're, and there.
2: we're definitely among
3: friends. Yeah. We just get to the point where you just don't see it much is anymore.
0: ADD skid plate. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. there is. Yeah, <laughs> nice. one of Josh's skid plates behind us. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
2: I need to pick one of those up. Yeah, very
1: nice. Yeah, you can look at it afterwards. <laughs> Thank you. Man. Yeah, because yes, getting into what cars you do own now, other than the Mirage, yeah, you have a couple of um, imported Japanese-spec Mitsubishi's.
2: True, yes. Which we, yep. makes
1: you even more awesome in our minds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So which one did you come up with first? It was the Delica, correct?
2: Correct. Yes. yes. Uh, we picked up an 89 Delica Star Wagon, and yep. uh, it was not one of those things that we had anticipated buying as soon as we got it. Uh, right. But we were in New Zealand in 2016, and Visiting we, my godmother. Yeah, and she had a Delica, and I think hers was a 92, and- So was it
1: the Elf? 400 No, it was still an L300, okay. but it
2: had the projector beam headlights versus the four yep. sealed beam headlights. And um, I was like, oh my god, you've got a Delica, right? My, my you know, geek antennas immediately went up. I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. She says, well, do you want to drive it? Well, yes, I want to drive it. So uh, I drove it, and it was so different than anything else I had driven. And we drove all around the North Island with an... I just kept thinking, I've got to get one of these someday. I didn't expect to get one, like Six months after returning, but yeah, well, it's awesome though. You know, it, the right vehicle came up at the right time, yeah. and so it was already
1: in the states when you bought it.
2: It was, yeah, it had been imported already, had never been registered. So we had uh, our first experience trying to go <laughs> through DMV. Yeah, um, that's the hardest part of importing a car. That was very fun. They're like, way.
1: what? What is this?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in,
1: importing the car into the country is easy. It's mm-hmm. actually getting it
0: registered in your local it state. Because oh. it doesn't have a 17-digit VIN. No, no it that, does not. It's yeah. got
2: the chassis number and all this stuff. And, of course, they needed to see, well... VIN inspection. What I've, Having done this now twice, It it's the giant roulette wheel of who do you get at the DMV. I mean, I guess it's that mm-hmm. way no matter what... Oh, so it's the same here. Yeah. Right. And so... Uh, You know, the first person said, okay, well, you know, where, let me see your, let's go to get a VIN inspection. Okay, fine. So we walk out and she says, I need to see two places where the VIN are. VIN is, okay. So there's a little spot by the driver's side. There's a little panel that pops up right next to the seat and it's stamped into the fender. And then she says, well, I need to see another spot. I said, okay. So the chassis plate is under a flap of uh, carpet under the, uh, driver's legs basically
1: okay is so on a chassis though or on the it's actually body
2: well it's unibody so it's, oh, it's unibody, yeah, that's right too. so it's uh it's actually just under this little tiny flap under the under the seat uh which i guess is technically the firewall sort of but anyway fire floor yes fire that's yeah. exactly right the fire floor <laughs> yeah so we uh she says okay that that looks good so then she says um what uh what paperwork do you have? And so I showed her, showed her what they gave me, and the importer had said, "Oh yeah, no, this is all you got. Just, just give her this." Okay, just give them this. And she says, "Well, this isn't this isn't Japanese. I need a professionally translated English version." And and I'm going, okay. And then, luckily for me, there was a very rude gentleman basically screaming at this woman why am i not in line and blah 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 blah, blah. yeah i can't believe i didn't you know it been standing here this whole time and she just kind of looked at me and handed me the paperwork and said just go bring it up to the front and i thought <laughs> <Awesome>. okay <laughs> thank you grouchy guy at the yeah. dmv and so I, I went up to the window and i said i've been working with the woman back here and the woman just looked at me and goes yeah i know i know i know i know like stamps it and says here you go i was like okay i'm not even going to question it let's nope. go Don't. run yeah, yeah run and anyway, it was sort of a similar thing with the with the Pajero. At least I knew what to expect this time. Though.
1: Yeah. So, so it's a ninety. What what year is the Delica? Uh, eighty
2: nine. Eighty nine. Yep. Okay. So it's a forty six four engine, yep. and uh, manual transmission. Yep. Which is awesome. or forty five six. I'm sorry. Forty five six. 46. And uh, sorry, I haven't had my cup of coffee yet yeah. today. Uh, turbo we have diesel. Non intercooled. So uh, yep. it's got like a whopping eighty seven horsepower. I believe it is. I'm sure. Yeah, they, hear. Move,
1: they move along all right.
2: For something that drives yeah. like a shipping container, okay. yes. Yeah. Um, tractor. Right, space tractor, as we call yep. it. Yep,
1: well, the, so my first experience with an imported right-hand drive car was also the Delica. Oh, okay, um, nice. And uh, my friend Chris bought one in as soon as they were legal. He bought it right before they were legal for import, the 89. Um, had, it had it waiting for it waiting for him in Canada until it was <laughs> legal to drive over the border. And we had this cockamamie idea that it would be a smart idea to fly into Canada, pick the car up, and Drive it home on Canadian temp tags. Um, yeah. It worked out well. Well, he probably couldn't register it in Mass before he we went there for the same reason. We needed to have it, you know, all inspected properly, and they wouldn't give him plates. So we were on Toronto temporary paper tags. Which, fun fact, in Toronto you don't put the temp tag on the back of the car; they tape it to the windshield. Hmm. So we figured once we crossed into the United States, that would probably be an issue driving, you know, 800 miles home with no plates in the back of the car. So we made a second copy put it in the back of the car. But yeah, that was my first experience with an imported vehicle. It was a delicate as well. Same van, like a silver, blue, and white, mm-hmm. uh, but automatic. But whatever. It's And that vehicle, it's not really a deal breaker, I guess. This
2: is the two-tone white and, and blue kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, it's like a
1: steel blue top with yep, the white in yeah. the bottom. Yep. yep. <clears throat> there's now two or three around here, I think. Yeah, there's at least three in this I particular area. I think a area. guy
0: bought one because he saw Chris's, and Maybe. then they became friends.
1: Yeah. And then our friend Jesse has the gold golden brown one, which is a uh, super exceed, I think.
2: Well, the uh, the gentleman in uh, Pennsylvania that's importing them. He's got the shop. It does a lot yeah, his are a little
1: stuff. on the, uh, the high side of the pricing structure. They are. They which, do whatever, it. if he finds buyers, hey, absolutely. I'm, not, I'm not discrediting the man. Absolutely. Just, I'd buy one straight from the source. Well, you're instead. more of a
0: do-it-yourself. You'd... You understand the process of it. Yeah, You don't true. want to deal with the paperwork and the process of we it. Always,
1: we always talk about that with mechanic things in general. Like we do yeah. our own work because we don't want to pay $100 an hour. So it's the same kind of deal. Yeah. I they think get,
3: they may be trying to uh, cater to the people that are wanting the Vanigans but don't want to pay the Vanigan prices. Oh, it's, it's 100%. And I've yeah. said
1: that since the yeah. beginning when we first drove, his, first drove his over the border. It was like, this is like... A a cut rate Vanagon that's better than a Vanagon.
2: Yeah, it's probably way more reliable than a Vanagon. Yeah. You know, and it's more
1: comfortable. Oh, yeah. It's more modern.
2: People are always asking, too, how are parts? And I'm like, so far not bad i mean yeah. i you know the, you can go to napa you can get all your filters your brake pads all that stuff it's not a problem i'm yeah i suppose if you need a new transmission would have to come from probably canada
1: yeah because uh, there's so many of them in canada yeah though, and, and they're like almost free some of the old
2: ones yeah and we're living in the or we're, we live in oregon portland oregon and so we're only about three hours from the canadian border yeah. well no i take that back five hours from the and canadian six, border six yeah. hours yeah I'm back which we're now.
1: not that far from it here either because toronto right. is like a eight or nine hour drive from here
2: yeah and so. There are shops in B.C. that specialize in nothing but working on Delicas and Pajeros and, you know, aces and imported, you know, vans and stuff.
3: Well, and there's some pretty good websites out there as well that you can order uh, online from, directly from Japan. Yep. Um, so, for instance, all the window gasketing was rotted out. They're all pulling apart and rotting, and, you know, everything was leaking when we first bought the Delica, and we wanted to tint the windows uh, for some privacy. But uh, we looked at some really, really old drawings that, you know, were exploded diagrams online. Yeah, the old, and the old
1: Mitsubishi microfiche. To, yeah, exactly. Which, and, and and I both as former Mitsubishi parts people have probably (laughs) poured over many, many times.
3: Hoping to hell that you ended up uh, getting, you know, a couple hundred dollars of the right gaskets before you ordered and thankfully we did, but uh, that's also available too.
2: I was told too by my my local Mitsubishi dealership, uh, modern new Mitsubishi dealership, uh, that if I can provide them with the part number, Mitsubishi part number, they they can can get pretty much anything. They can get it all. So I thought, well, that's great. I need to replace an upper ball joint on our Star Wagon and, uh, I, okay, I mean I did find out on Amazon, which is good, uh, but you know other parts that may not be as easy
3: to get, like glow plugs, you know, factory glow plugs, but which but should be okay have, to get too. Yeah, you have w- random pieces like the air filter shares uh, the same exact part number as Kids Deer. Okay, yeah. Bobcat that's skids it's literally yeah, the Bobcats. exact same yeah, part
2: exactly. number. Yeah, because
1: well, they have the Mitsubishi. Um, a lot of the old Bobcats four, have uh-huh. the f- four four, right. four, what is it, the G fifty four B based yeah. propane motors. Uh, which is the same as the Sapporo. Like I have the Sapporo with the same motor in it, and the and Conquest have that motor in them. But they yeah. have a propane powered version that they put in a lot of their industrial equipment.
0: It's yeah. interesting. I met a woman at the Radwood Two Show in LA, so the '80s and 90s car show. Yep. She had a, a Star Wagon, and she'd actually managed to get it California legal. Wow.
1: Because well, it's it's diesel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You but she did have to do like she did have to put a cat in it and all this yep. stuff. Oh, but wow. she was able to do it. It
1: cost.
3: It was
0: expensive, but she's like, eventually it would make the thing worth more, more when she yeah. goes to resell it.
1: Yeah, dies, diesels are easier to make California legal.
3: Yeah. she might be the only one down there with a Delica van.
1: Possibly.
0: I think there was a couple people, but they usually have out of state plates.
3: Yeah, you see that a lot in California. Yeah, you see yeah. an
1: imported car. We well, know a few like that. Florida tag. the Montana you know
2: tags,
0: like the <laughs> the loophole.
1: Yeah, we're not going to uh, not going to blow up any spots of any people in particular, but there's a few out there. Yeah,
2: yeah. We well, had, we had to we had to, we have smog in Portland. The Portland metro area has. Yeah, we has, have it here too. DQ. Yeah, and uh, so we did have to have it smogged, and you know the old the old Delica does smoke a little bit at startup. A well, little I mean, bit. A little it's, bit. It's an old Mitsubishi. It's yeah, exactly, of, exactly. And I think what what kind of is the we're known for. yeah, and and I think what it is is I think the gasket for the injection pump is probably old, and it, yep. once it warms up, it, you know. Seals but, up again. Yeah, but it passed, no problem. Our Pajero passed, no problem as well. Which so is, what
1: is the year cutoff for smog up there? Is there one?
2: Uh, anything uh, pre-'75 doesn't oh, have we to be Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, there's no...
1: Yeah. We have rolling exemption. Rolling like, what, 15 2001 years. 2001 now? <clears throat> 15 years. So 2003? Yeah. yeah.
2: They do in Seattle, too, as I understand, because if it's over 25 years old, you don't have a smog yet. So that's yeah. changing all the time. Typically,
0: anything older than fifteen years here has rotted off the road, anyways. Yeah, yeah. that's so. a good
2: point. Yep, yep. Yeah, we're we're, right. we're we're
1: we're not very common in our old car usage around here. Everybody else has got brand new cars. Yeah,
2: that same actually, as the Midwest. It kind of yeah. reminds me of a funny story. When I was a kid, going out to visit my dad, who had moved to Oregon in nineteen ninety, uh, we were driving down Southwest Canyon Road, and I was in the passenger side of his Jeep, and this little weird little car drove past, and I remember asking her, "What is that?" My dad said, oh, that's a Datsun B210. Awesome. And he said, I said, I've I've never seen one before. Now, granted, I'm like 12. Yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, I've never seen one before. And he says, well, that's because there are none in Minnesota anymore. Exactly. They're all rotted away. away. And every time we go back to the Midwest, I'm always shocked. Or out here too, you see what I consider not that old of a car.
1: The giant rot hole in a car yeah, yeah, I mean mm-hmm. it, it is true. what it is.
2: You you become sort of jaded to it, I suppose. So. Well,
1: we were looking at a picture at your parents' house of your, yeah. was he grandfather or somebody standing in the street in Salem in like 1976, and there's, like a '74 Corolla oh, in the yeah. front of the picture. And the car was like two years old, and you can you can almost see through it. It was just <laughs> there was nothing left of yeah. the car.
3: Yeah. Yeah, growing up in Wisconsin, you see every other car has got huge yeah. rot holes, and you know we had all of our vehicles growing up as a family had just rust. And my dad, thankfully, was a welder and fabricator and blacksmither, so yeah. he was able to patch a lot of it and do his own body work. But still, you know, yeah, you're worried about uh, your floors falling through, and you know, your yeah, well, that's, turning that's not that's not
1: as much of a concern anymore unless you drive an Altima. Those yeah. are the only cars that still have rotting floors. Did yeah. not know that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, being in the body shop industry, there's no modern car that I've seen had to put more floors in than they must wow. have a drain problem or something the must, base of the windshield just, terrible cars <laughs> wow
0: so, yeah regardless. i'd rather have vehicle. i'd rather yeah.
3: have my fenders rot out than my floorboards oh like 100 hondas remember the old hondas in the back where the wheel wells are and the fenders oh yeah
1: or even the wrx is like the, every uh,
0: subaru here yeah has rot on the quarter everything really? from like 2000 to i think they only recently corrected it
1: really and it's only because the cars do new
0: yeah <laughs> but like uh you there's probably tons of outback wagons where you live, right? So yeah. like oh, yeah. tons. tons very, very common here, but they all have rotted quarter panels. Wow. Yep.
3: I didn't know that. And so the Impreza the
1: Imprezo wagons out here all have rotted strut towers in the rear.
0: Yeah, head. and even my oh. mine has just a tiny bit of rot at starting, but you'll see some of the whole quarters are like gone. Yeah. And yours is what year? O four.
2: Oh my god! And it's
1: been—it was taken it, care of. It was owned by an enthusiast. It wasn't like uh, I mean, it was driven all year, but it was yeah. owned by an but enthusiast. But he watched it. Cared for it. Yeah, exactly. But
0: I think there was some flaw where they put like a piece of foam behind the quarter panel or something. It soaked uh, up water. Doesn't yeah. take much.
1: No, it no. doesn't take much.
0: Wow! But my wife had a 2000 Outback for years, and it, the quarter panels are just slowly disintegrating. Mm. Yeah, there wasn't much left of them. But if you go to Vermont, there's like a million of them.
2: Yeah, yeah. There <laughs> was a guy, there was a guy growing yeah. up in my neighborhood that had it was like an '86 Toyota truck. And literally, the entire bed was wrapped in duct tape at one point. I yeah. mean, it was it was hilarious, but you know, it, it was almost gone. We were
1: recently talking about that here. I don't know what year it was, but there was some year where like those '80s Toyota trucks around here, every one of them lost their bed and gained a flatbed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure what year it was. Yeah, but it was somewhere around like '96. Yeah, they're all yeah. gone to the point where they all just had flatbeds put on them.
3: Yeah. Well, and we've got a good amount of rust that we need to remediate on the Delica. You know, we're looking to stop most of it, but there are some areas that I know we're going to have to cut yeah. out. So, if there are any good uh, Portland, uh, you know, body guys out there, yeah. let us
1: know. <laughs> no, because uh, it's from Japan, obviously, originally. Yes. yes. And Japan certainly uses road salt. And yes. They have their, parts. They're, and they're an island nation.
3: Right.
2: So, you they have it. salt Surround air salt. all
1: the time. Yep. So.
2: Well, what we found, too, and I don't know if you've noticed this or not, is... Uh, it's you know there's it doesn't matter if you buy a super expensive Delica that's been imported or a yep. cheap one, they all rust in the same spots. I mean even the, I've seen some that go or, you know they're asking fourteen and a half thousand dollars for and I got underneath it fifteen thousand dollars and I got underneath it it's still got rust behind the air conditioning condenser on the okay. side underneath oh, that's the windows. From the water, yeah. 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 The, the pinch
3: welds too. Yeah,
1: yep. Uh, I will say that not to toot our own horn for the one that he found, but the one that my buddy found that he had imported from Japan himself, does not have that at all. The whole car is like brand new sheet metal. That's That's awesome, yeah. It also has like 55,000 kilometers on it. Wow. So it's, and thankfully he bought it right before the boom. Yeah. So he got it for, he stole it basically. Yeah. (laughs) So.
0: So what about the uh, the short wheelbase,
1: Piero?
2: Yeah. So um, kind of funny story on that. Uh,
1: I saw it online for sale, and I wanted it bad. Uh, and I was yeah. glad that you guys got it. Yeah. Well,
2: thank you, way. yeah. We're glad we got it, we too, too, so far. So, no, but honestly, we are. Uh, yeah. We had originally... At some point, I just, we just decided, okay, the Jeep that we have is amazing, and all this thing. It's just not the right car for us. And uh decided working on it one day, I thought, you know what? I, I think it's time. You know, it's 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 a great vehicle off-road and all this. It's just... I'm, I'm just not a... You know, Jeep guy. Yeah, yeah. And not, so, no not in that sense. Not in that sense. Well, in, no, they're, in they're, the they're sense just... that you have to fix it all
1: the time. So and um, they're common, and you don't like to drive common vehicles. Th- and there's
2: it that is too. Is so um, you know, I decided, hey, I've got the, I've got the Delica. Or we've got the Delica. We've got the Mirage. I thought, you know, what about a Montero? You know, that's I've always liked them. Again, growing up, Mitsubishi family. I mean, I remember driving. We uh, waiting for our Expo LRV. We had a uh, they had given us a, a 91 long wheelbase Montero to drive around for the week.
1: That's cool. With mm-hmm. the
2: kilometer and all that yep. stuff. And yep. so anyway, so we started looking at it, and boy, I found this one on the, one of the Montero groups that had 88,000 original miles, long wheelbase. It was a uh, a 90, I believe.
3: Is that one in Arizona? It
2: was in Tucson, Arizona, and one owner too. I contacted uh, my friend Brian Driggs. Yep. And Brian went... Your and, friend at ours. Yes. And uh, uh, he sent a friend uh, to go look at it. And the guy drove it. And the dealership was awesome. They sent us all these photos and everything.
3: They put it up on the lift for us, too. It, was, it wasn't
2: cheap, but it was an amazing show. No, but you're
3: paying for quality at you that You got point. it. You <laughs> got it.
2: So I was actually at uh, King of the Hammers at the time. So I couldn't... I actually thought about just driving there. So you
1: weren't that far away. I wasn't. Yeah, and I had four or five considered, hours,
2: maybe? Right. I'd considered just driving down there to, to look at and drive it home, but I, I wasn't 100% sure. And then there's this short wheelbase that came up on Bring a Trailer, and everybody saw this one. This was oh, the yeah. Dakar one. Yeah. And I thought, well, okay. I mean, I don't know what it's going to go for, but I, I actually bid twice on it, thinking – Oh man, this thing's so awesome, but w- it was too nice. And I was afraid that we were going to wheel it and we were going to take it on trips and
3: stuff. And Well, and I knew about him bidding because I supported it. Too, yeah. So. That's okay. yeah. So, <laughs> that's yeah, that's okay. And
1: so, yeah, that's important. a positive. Yeah, that's important that's note. a positive. We, we know some people that have bought cars and yeah. the old adage, uh, Ask for forgiveness versus permission.
2: Right, yes, right, exactly. Right. Well, so of course, we saw that that Montero or that Pajero went for like 22000 or $23,000, which was insane. Was
1: absurd
3: amount
2: yeah, of money. I w- We I w-
3: bid when it was under ten. dollars We thought yeah. that was pretty high. And yeah. I was like, I'm like, I'm out. Once it went to $9,500, was bucks it just like, we're a,
0: out. a clone, too? It wasn't like
1: a. It was a right hand drive imported turbo diesel that somebody yeah. had done a bunch of stickers on. It looked like a.
3: Oh. And allegedly it had, it had a lot was of stuff a, done yeah. to it, though, too. Oh, allegedly. yeah, it was, it was a nice truck, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: I'm not discrediting the fact yeah. it was a nice truck. It was yeah. too nice for me. And honestly. I really, I wish that these old Mitsubishis were worth that kind of money, but I don't, I don't see 22 grand in that truck. Because yeah.
0: there was yeah. one advertised for a little while with actual race history in England
2: yeah, this wasn't a. This was no, like a Dakar edition. There was a little oh, okay. plaque, yeah, a plaque on the. Oh, okay. Like a museum it. piece. It yeah, does, and there were right. people thinking that it's at in a museum, yeah. at Mitsubishi headquarters, or something like now, that. Now, my
1: main problem with that whole listing, I don't know if anybody remembers back to that, was the guy who was selling it took pictures of it splashing through the ocean, in this,
3: yeah, yes. in the salt water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we saw comments, uh, and we were going to comment too. Yeah, but I was like, why?
1: Like, why? I know. Well, the guy he's like I wash it, it afterwards. Yeah, I'm wash like I don't care. Yeah,
3: don't do that, especially if you want to sell it to car
2: enthusiasts. But so that was. You know, went off the crazy scale, and I was like, yep. nope, too expensive. Oh, way too expensive. So yep. I and That was h- a
1: first gen, right? It was. Yes.
2: Yeah. I got home. We called the dealership in Tucson, said, we'd like to come look at it. And he said, I just sold it. Aww. Of course. Sold it of course. It that and it was day. for sale yeah. for months, yep. of course. So another person in the Montero forum had posted up a uh, a Montero long wheelbase in uh, Gen 2 Montero long wheelbase from Denver, and so I clicked on that. It was on automatic. I was looking for a manual, but I thought, well, since I'm on Denver's Craigslist, 2's do- are hard to find yeah a manual. Trend.
0: Early ones you get yeah. manual. Yeah. yeah, if you but want a you, wide body
2: SR, you right. wouldn't
0: it's- get locking diffs because it was the ba- it was like the mid range mm-hmm. model. Yeah.
2: yeah, and so I, I thought, well, well, I'm on Denver's Craigslist. Let's see if there's any for sale, and up pops this two wheel drive, right hand drive, Pajero, and
3: yeah, drive, I'm drive. sorry,
2: two door, short wheelbase. Yeah. Uh, and it had rally art stickers on it, which I thought was kind of funny, but, but it, looked cool. it did. And it said it was in Houston. And I'm immediately, I'm going, okay. Yeah. So What's it's wrong? located, located in Houston, advertised yeah. in Denver. I mean, how much, you know, is this a Nigerian oil prince? What do I have to do? To, yeah. you know, how much? So, how many social security numbers does this guy need? From right.
1: Because so I'll I, give him two, yeah. but no more than that. Yeah, no. right, right, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. And so uh, Mercedes ended up calling the guy. And he said, yeah, you know what, it is in Houston, we, but I don't get much response in Houston, so I advertise them other places, and people will come to Houston and buy the cars, and we thought,
3: okay. But it turns out he was an importer, too. Right.
1: Yeah, we got to know your market. I
3: yeah,
2: mean, exactly.
1: Denver's definitely where you'd advertise that car. You
2: got it. Yeah. So uh, another Mitsubishi friend and who, friend who lives in Houston, uh, Adam Barrera,
1: yep.
2: uh, I contacted him. I said, hey... Do you know this? First of all, do you know the importer? He says, oh, absolutely. He's, he's a friend of mine. I went, oh, well, that's good. That's encouraging. Yeah. And I said, well, here's this Pajero. He says, I just saw it the other day. I literally went and looked at it the other day.
3: He I was said, looking no at kidding. another vehicle through the guy for another friend. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so I contacted him and he says, you want me to go drive it? I said, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, he, so Adam <laughs> got on Facebook Live and went around the vehicle with us and, uh, Took it on a test drive. While this, we were watching. Yeah. Awesome. And it
3: was pretty he cool. He said, yeah,
2: it's, it's pretty it's pretty nice. And I said, okay. So we made a, uh, we flew to Houston, Texas. Bought at, with, um, of course, I don't travel without duct tape and zip ties if I'm in an older vehicle, as nobody else should. No,
1: no. Always a toolkit.
2: Right. Or, or a
3: load of cash with one-way tickets because we didn't know. We didn't want to wear the money beforehand and, and know that we had to have the car. And if we yep. got there and hated it, you know, we were screwed. But so it was one of these cash. things
2: we just figured TSA would. You know, We're traveling with duct tape, zip ties, a bed sheet, and $8,400 in cash. Hey,
1: we we flew into Canada with like twelve grand in cash yeah. and uh, no yeah. return ticket. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it was yeah, like, yeah. You land there, they're like, so what are you doing?
2: Yeah. 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 We're
1: buying a car. You couldn't find one in the States?
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Well,
1: it's a special car.
3: We don't sell cars in, right, in right. the yeah. States, officer. Uh, Especially with, with backpacks, too, and when we yeah. it. So like, when, that's oh, what, what we did. It was yeah, exactly. a, yeah, yeah.
1: Same yeah, story.
2: Yeah. So we <laughs> the importer picks us up in a in a Toyota market. Two, which was cool. That's really cool. Yeah, Wait, what then, color was
1: the back two?
3: Is it dark? Maroon? It was a
2: dark maroon color. I think I
1: know the importer. Yeah, because I'm part of the Cressida forums. Yes, oh. um, probably. Because I've owned a few Cressidas over the years, on top of my Mitsubishi. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird huh. Mitsubishi fetish. I have sure. a weird Cressida fetish. Cool. Um, I think I know this importer because I think I know that car. Yeah. Anyway, carry and on.
3: so
2: we uh, we went down and met Adam, and uh, Adam met us at the importer, and it was in super good shape I mean like the undercarriage looked brand new it was unbelievably minty interior was minty uh very, there was just a couple of small exterior things that needed to be taken care of.
3: There was some paint issues on the outside doors that we're looking to uh, to fix, which is just cosmetic, but yep. I did notice on the back there was a leak on the top of the lift gate and um, I saw a couple of little rust flecks, like kind of on the inside part of the chrome area, the bumper. Yep. So I opened the door and I just slightly, very carefully pulled out the um, the window stripping, the rubber gasketing, and the whole entire pinch weld's gone from oh, rust. Oh, really? But that's it. That's the only so. issue yep. is that pinch the, weld.
0: It's on the door, though?
3: Yeah, the it's bottom, on the bottom. right on the in the three-quarter bottom, and then the whole entire bottom is okay. where it's just gone. So that
0: swing door should be the same as a long
1: wheelbase, though.
2: Yeah, it's actually not the door. It's the, uh, actually the chassis that has the... Oh. Yeah, so chassis it's on the door. door It's on the door, uh, chassis side of oh, the... But you can
1: cut that section out of the junkyard of a normal U.S. spec one if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's be just... The same. Or just treat it and leave it. Yeah, yeah exactly. what I would exactly. do with it. Yeah.
2: So, um... We had not driven an intercooled 45.6 before, and it was way peppier than the yeah, van. So it's probably
1: 120 horse, right?
2: I think, it's a, I think it's around 120 horse and 177 foot-pounds of torque, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, which mm-hmm. is pretty good in a little short wheelbase.
2: Yeah, exactly. It, 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 it drives, and the shifter, so the shifter or our Delica is extremely notchy and not smooth, and the shifter in the Montero, in the Pajero, is... Fantastic! It's like driving a little rally car like that will red lines at like 4,000 RPM. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> a is, it a diff- is it a different transmission? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I need to actually look. I assume so. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I can't remember. Somebody had asked which transmission it was in the Pajero, and, and I told them because it's on the build plate or on the chassis yeah, plate. Yeah, KM
1: but, something or other. Yeah.
2: I don't remember which, which it is on the Delica. But uh, it, it drove great. Four-wheel drive worked. And so we drove 2,300 miles from Houston to That's Portland on mm, super Real sketchy, cracked crack BF Goodrich KO tires. BF Goodrich makes a great tire, except uh, for that one. Except old. for old. Well, this was old, yeah. <laughs> dry rotted, old. Dry-rotted. You know. Yeah. But um, thankfully, we had two sets of tire wheels and a set, of, another set of tires. So they're also
3: equally as bad. If actually, not worse. worse.
2: So we had the sketchy spare on the back, and then the importer was nice enough to give us the other set of wheels and kept. Two super duper sketches sp- spares on there, just in case something the best happened. Best the worst. Yeah. So we would oh, we had set. three really bad spares in case, but yeah, plus we had no. But uh, plus AAA. <laughs> But we had no problems driving it back. It was flawless, started on cold mornings, didn't smoke nearly as much as our Delica. And uh, it's a it's a hoot to drive. I did have to just repair uh, replace the uh, right rear caliper. But, you know, it's Whatever. just a brake caliper. At least it has
1: rear brake calipers. Yeah, or is exactly. Whereas both Monteros have rear brake drums.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. I was Oh, <laughs> well, first gens.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh. That's all I know. Unfortunately, yeah. all I know is first gens, really. But.
2: Oh, yeah, if I never have to have... Unfortunately... Of the cars we have, that's the only one with rear disc rear diff, brakes. Yeah. So, and nobody likes reassembling rear drums, as, as you talked about on your it. last podcast. I just did ass. it, my
1: Raider. So yeah, I hate it. Yeah.
2: So, um, but anyway, yeah. So far, it's it's been awesome. We just upgraded to uh, uh, 33 by 1050, and uh, uh, you know you don't need to put a lift on it. I'm here to I'm here to officially say, <laughs> yeah, for say. the record, did you, you do ask first? Need, you <laughs> can get 33 by 1050s without a lift. So,
1: on a second gen.
2: On a second gen. Yeah.
3: And it so, won't rub. Yeah. And it Not doesn't yet. rub. On pavement. It yeah. won't rub.
2: Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you don't need that. I was the guy. So next was... time
1: somebody asks that question on one of the forums, we'll just refer them to episode 84 of Autowalk yeah. Topic. Yes. Minute 35, 36. Perfect. And yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Perfect.
2: Um, anyway, but I was that guy. I was like, uh, I didn't want to ask on the forums, and so I just kept looking at the It's a good thing
1: you didn't. Cause... <laughs> I
2: know. Well, I, I talked to uh, uh, Frank. Phil Hanson. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, Phil, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Phil uh informed me he said, "No, you can." And I'm going, "Uh, oh, okay, you know." Yeah.
1: Well, Phil's definitely got to ask cuz he's got yes. plenty of imported trucks. And
2: I too big. Know, I told they're Phil, big. I said, you know, he, he has to answer all the questions that I ask him because he's my lifeline on short wheelbase Pajero stuff in North America cuz there really aren't very many second gen
1: No, uh, short wheel bases
2: in the US. But luckily and, and there'll like be one, more cuz that's yeah. my
1: next yeah. my yeah. next vehicle we want as well. Actually, the only one I've ever
0: ridden in was an Evo.
2: Oh yeah. Huh? yeah, that's awesome.
0: We, we know someone that has one. Yep. I
2: would love to ride in one of those. I know yeah. Phil has one of those. Actually,
1: yes, he does. Yep. Yeah, he's at Canadian Land.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hopefully, we'll be able to to meet him soon. Yeah. So. He seems like an awesome guy. He's Super knowledgeable, which is great. And uh, but so we got thirty threes on there. Need uh, I've got a set of long wheelbase rear springs coming for it to lift it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we'll crank the torsion bars a little bit. And uh, headlights coming. Yeah, I've got. Uh, it came with some really janky. Uh, HIDs actually I shouldn't say that the HIDs worked okay but I think they're in a factory housing so they just
1: throw light everywhere right and
2: Mm -hmm. uh, blind everybody but they're two different colors one is much more pink than the other color yep And then it just went out. So it actually has one headlight, but I actually have a set of 7-inch JW Speaker headlights coming, which are LEDs. And I have the JW Speaker LEDs on my Jeep, and they're a fantastic product.
1: Do they look like a normal headlight, or do they have a weird LED look to them?
2: They do have a little bit of a weird LED look to them. Um, You can get them in black or silver housing, add them in a black housing. Uh, I'm not really necessarily going for 100% period correct, so um, I really want something that... Projects more light than a whale oil lantern. So, uh, that's. I guess a, on a daily
1: driver, it makes sense. Yeah. I just, I always get stuck in the whole period correct thing. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know.
2: I'm period correct until it comes to safety and lighting and stuff. I shouldn't say of safety, but lighting. Malsum lighting. So. Yeah, no, I understand.
1: I, uh, we just did the lights on my the Colt last week. We didn't want to go with the new LED, lights. new LED light bar on it. You know, it was uh, a, <laughs> it a lot better with a <laughs> yeah. set of vintage yellow driving lights. Yes.
2: And I, I can't get rid of the yellow driving lights on the on the Delica either. I, I absolutely love them.
1: It has the big like eight-inch yellow ones in the push bar.
3: Yes, yeah. well, we have them. On, we have them in the Pajero too.
2: Yeah, so. the ones on yeah. the Pajero are not as uh, nice, but uh, the ones on the Delic are factory uh, Mitsubishi Motors Corporation stuff. Yep. Uh, we just. Actually, fabbed up – had a friend of ours fab up a winch mount for the Delica, so we – Which uh, is
1: important for you because your day job is – I
2: work – yes, I work at Warren Industries, the yeah, winch manufacturer, winches. yes. Yeah. And so uh, uh, we put a uh, – speaking of period-correct – a more period-correct winch on that, we have a, a Warren M6000 uh, which is a pretty cool little winch, and uh, so anyway, it, it's now on there. I just need to wire it up, yep. but uh, the important part is I think it's on there really w- stir- sturdily, if that's a word. Very, I think it's it very sturdy. If it's um, not a
1: word, it makes
0: sense, it, so it's okay. It does
2: now, yeah. yeah. It's your word, thank you. I'll so, call
0: Webster's. <clears throat> yeah. I think Jordan wants a winch for his ex so we'll send him your way. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and,
2: yeah, he definitely uh, does. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, those big yellow fog lights. We really wanted to preserve the look and of that, you know, sort of iconic push bar that's on the front of it, and
3: uh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want
1: to blend in with all the other delicas in the road around here.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: Well, we ended up having to take off the um, the plastic surroundings. So where the the bull bar comes up vertically, um, you've got both of those huge, yep. you know, dark brown and yeah, black, the
1: big black bumperette kind of deals. Yeah, we yeah. did have yeah. to take
3: those off to be able to fit the winch in. But hopefully, we might be able to see if we can find a way to use most of it or carve yeah. the insides out to fit. And I don't I, know. I
1: think the look of the winch is probably enough to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. we just Purposeful. need to
3: clean up the welds and some of the you know some of the stuff that uh, Mitsubishi covered up inside there. Yeah, that's really did, yeah. A little not great. Yeah, a cover right goes over
1: this. Exactly.
3: Yeah, 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 exactly. You don't have to weld it correct. You know, yeah, yeah. just kinda throw it on there. So too. have
2: you off roaded the Pajero much? No, not no. at all. We we literally have okay. had the Pajero for like a month and President's Day weekend. Yeah. yeah As President's Day. And then uh we drove it home, I changed the oil and I need to, you know, swap out the fluid still. I need to do a timing belt on it. And uh uh, we have been traveling a lot recently uh, yeah. for work, and so I was down at the JP Magazine Dirt and Drive Easter Jeep, Jeep Safari, and then uh, we had uh, came out here. Actually, I was in Bozeman, Montana, and then now out yeah. in Boston. So I have had like zero time to work on this thing, but uh, as did I. But I'm very much looking forward to uh, to getting it off road uh, and and seeing what it'll do. We've had the Delica off road, um, which is uh, which was interesting. I never wheeled uh, uh, forward control van that's it's a 19 weird feet feeling. tall. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's a weird feeling.
2: It is, but we were in Death Valley. with the, uh, We went to Death Valley over the Christmas holiday and ended up taking it down Lippincott Road or Lippincott, Lippincott Grade, which was a, a very, very narrow, twisty shelf road. Uh, Pretty steep. And there was a small rock section, and, you know, the Delica has about a half a millimeter of suspension travel. Yep. And so there was a lot of uh, three-wheel action. And uh, there was a one, a one spot that I said, you know, I've, I've been off-roading for, you know, 10 years, 12 years. And I said, if this gets any more difficult, we're on 30 by 950 Yokohamas, so not huge uh, not, not huge. Tires. tire. No. Uh, great tire, love it, but it's just not a very big tire. And even the small rocks, uh, with the lack of suspension travel, was... Um, Kind of technical, but uh, yeah. we made it down, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. It was, uh, it, it, you know, nothing broke, nothing. We it, we didn't have any s- super scary situations, but you, you know, when you're, whenever you're on a shelf road off camber on a JDM van that's really tall, and you're sitting on the wrong side, it feels top heavy. Yeah, it certainly felt top heavy, and it probably is, but so. Be now it.
1: we've gone off road a couple times. You've been with, with with Chris as well once, right? When he took his van off road,
0: it's uh, it did surprisingly well. Of course, they're like
1: tame. Yeah, they are pretty tame here. roads we were on. But mm-hmm. still, there were some challenge sections that were more of a challenge section for him because he was in the Delica than they were for the guys in the Monteros. We made there. him
0: take off his little step bar. It had the little white step bar. Uh-huh. And I was like, you should take that off now before it gets crushed. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, all right.
2: <laughs> Ours didn't have that. Ours did yeah. not have the step bars up front. And the first thing I did was remove the step to get in the sliding door.
0: That's what it was. So. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. The, uh, we did have the van in uh, the sand dunes in Oregon, Christmas Valley sand dunes. And I thought it would... Actually, we both thought it would sink like a rock, but we aired down to about 15 pounds, and because it's got all that low-end torque, well, as much low-end torque as a. Also, they're, 40, surprising, they're like.
1: surprisingly light. Yeah, they're it's not 4, really pounds. heavy vehicles for what it is. You think it'd be a lot more than it is. It
2: was a it was a little monster in the sand. It was because yeah. you know all the power's down low. You never come out of the power band, unlike when I had my when we had the Suzuki Sidekick. You had to rev it to you know keep it at five thousand RPM. Yeah, to one
1: point three liters of. You
2: know, one point six. But okay. who's counting? A La- later one, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, no, our, our friend with the local, uh, our local friend Chris, when I was talking about who, who bought the one in Canada, he spends a lot of time on the beach, which isn't the same as the sand dunes, but he loves it on the beach. He takes the whole family out and spends a day. And
0: that's pretty much why he bought it because they can yeah. all fit
1: in it. That's pretty much why he bought it. He's a, <clears throat> he's not necessarily a all Mitsubishi guy. He's an old Japanese car guy. Um, he's more of a Mazda guy. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you, you, you probably know him from, like, the grassroots forums and stuff back in the day. Um, he's always been into RX-7s and rotary pickups and stuff like that. But he uh, he bought it for the beach, and he loves it in the sand for the same reason, because it just goes and goes and goes. And his favorite and thing is issue.
0: having his son sit in what would be the driver's seat with a steering wheel.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Freaking out everybody else in the road. Yeah. We've jokingly thought about getting a second steering wheel and just, you know. Did the Maggie Simpson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's, that's honestly... A right-hand drive vehicle,
1: I have more problem being a passenger in a right-hand drive vehicle than I do driving one. Because I feel like I'm sitting on that side of the car. I don't have any control over, (laughs) especially in the Delica where you're like, you are the windshield. And the bumpers. And the bumper. And my legs are the crash zones, crumple zones.
3: Now that we've, we have uh, two right-hand drive and three left-hand drives, um, we never know what side of the vehicle to go into. Yeah. And once, once <laughs> that's we're in and we too. actually drive it, we always end up using the wipers as blinkers and the blinkers as wipers. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's
1: yeah, 100%. There's no way there's no way to get used to that if you have multiple multiple ones either.
2: I still have, when we were in New Zealand, you know, you obviously are driving on the wrong side, the other side of the road. Wrong the side of the road. Wrong side of the road. <laughs> i yeah, call uh, it like we see it. Okay. And so uh, when you go into a rotary or a roundabout, you enter the opposite way, and it's it was yeah, that harrowing. Would freak,
1: that would freak me out. Yeah,
2: I, we we didn't have. I was we had a Sprinter van while we were over there, also. And oh, that happened
1: in the Bahamas.
0: I oh my like... gosh,
2: yeah. And uh, but even now, when I go into rotary, I have to think, okay, which side do I go in on? Even despite that, it's been like a year and a half since we've been over there.
3: Thankfully, he's got a really good navigator to uh, make sure it goes the right way.
1: <laughs> she does say so herself. This, is, this yeah. is true.
3: This is very true. I'll admit it. She's a, she's a very good navigator. And uh, I'm
2: mildly directionally challenged.
1: Well, I mean, as you know, not to be stereotypical here, but as guys, we just assume we know where we're going, and we don't think about it. And we do.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, we go on and a road then trip. And laughs. should tell you enough. <laughs> well, we
1: go on a road trip with a bunch of guys. You wind up getting lost because nobody wants to top ask for directions, uh, and you know, it's just the true. typical, the typical stereotypical guys are always right in their minds, <laughs> and yes. we're not really.
2: Well, it is yeah. what it is, right?
1: At least we can admit it. We can true. joke about it. True. I get lost driving home from here sometimes. Yeah. It's not a big deal. <laughs> you get in that, that, that zone where you're like, oh, I'm just going this way. And they're like, wait a second, where am I going again now? Oops. But no, I don't, uh, I don't have too much experience with a right-hand drive vehicle, unfortunately. But what, Does I, do take have, getting used to. what I do have has been fun, except as a passenger.
2: You know, now that I think about it, the first right-hand drive vehicle I ever drove, which was briefly at a media event, was um, an Imev that they had uh, brought over for journalists to drive Okay. Uh, before Mitsubishi was selling them here. and So
1: so that they still aren't selling them here.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> it's, uh, exactly. Uh, the IMEV. Uh It is it is truly America's best golf cart.
1: There's maybe two of them on the road around here. There's definitely at least two. Yeah. Yeah. One's got a I- blue hood. I know that.
3: And my first experience ever uh, driving a right hand drive was actually in Scotland when my sister lived there and she got married. And we, we flew over for an extended weekend to help celebrate uh, their union. And um, he rented a, um, Paul rented a Vauxhall Vectra at the time. And it was also manual transmission because, of course, over there, a lot of people drive manuals. So yep. you can actually rent such said thing. Yeah, well, we had a whole so, talk about that
1: a couple of weeks ago when he came back from Portugal because he rented the, yeah, uh, was yeah. a CX3 diesel? Yeah. Yeah, with a manual, six speed manual,
3: diesel. It was great. You know, I mean, he he just let me have it because, of course, you know, he was just got a soldier at the time. So, of course, you have to be really mandated and very, you know, rigid with everything. But, you know, took us back in some really remote, just kind of country roads and let me put around. And uh, I kept on going from first to fourth. I couldn't find the second gate very well. So, uh, but then. Go ahead. Oh, I was Hi. just going to say. I almost, uh, you know, as I was concentrating so much, it's like, okay, there's corn. No, no, there's corn. Corn. Don't go off the road. And so he kind of took over again.
1: When I were driving back from Canada in the Delica van, I had established. It was hard to establish where you were in the road, from the right hand side. That was the hardest thing I had at first.
3: I, I, we, we still mainly me um, still have issues with that. I just have to make sure all right, if you right hand drive, the white stripe is your best friend right next to your shoulder. Well and
1: that's what it and was that's was. It was a spot in the van where it has the, like the bus style mirrors mm-hmm. that come out around, and I could see the white line if I had the white line visible in the middle of that mirror opening, mm-hmm. then I was doing good. If I couldn't see the white line through that hole in the mirror, yeah, then I was either too far left or too far right.
2: Yeah, so, we were, when we were over in New Zealand, they, everything is keep left. Right, or as they say, keep left. Keep left. Keep lift. And uh, so it's it's everywhere. It's on the it's on the uh, street. It's painted on the streets. It's everywhere because so much so many tourists come in. Yep. And and now over in the U.S., we we actually have to say keep right because it's if we want to hug that center line, which is obviously not what you want to do. Right,
1: especially when you're passengers over there. Exactly. exactly. In a Delica van. You got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that that was the sketchiest part I had was sitting on that side. It's funny you mentioned that shifting thing because. Growing up, I used to sit in the passenger side of my father's car and shift for him.
3: Me too. Yeah, me too. So I
1: feel like that would be that. That's not an issue.
3: Yeah, I grew up doing that (laughs) as well. You guys are lucky. My dad never gave me the chance. (laughs)
1: That's that's how that's how I learned to drive drive standard transmission. You're left-handed too. I am left-handed, so they built for me. Yeah, exactly.
3: Although my, my parents had several vehicles and they were all um, ma- mainly stick shifts. And so um, the littlest one that we had that my dad restored pretty much from ground up was a 1979 Volkswagen Rabbit. And uh, so he basically repainted it, redid everything with it, and uh, he retrofitted it to run his own biodiesel, so to speak. So it always uh, pulled away when my mom pulled away with it driving in the morning. It smelled like McDonald's French fry oil. I like it. So, <laughs> or French fries anyways. So, but uh, that was also manual. And so she wanted to uh, teach me how to drive that. And um, so that was my first boring into driving when I was. I was um, actually 16 instead of 18, so my dad wanted me to get a license when I was 18, but my mom said, no, let's just kind of eke it in there and not tell them. So, uh, but yeah, no, that thing shifted beautifully, but um, yeah. so
1: Yeah, I learned that a Jeep.
3: Oh, huh? very good.
1: I drive standard a Jeep Wrangler.
3: Yeah,
2: mine was the Expo LRV and a Jeep
3: Cherokee.
1: Excellent. Nice. The Jeeps are pretty pretty easy to learn to drive on.
2: Pretty forgiving, yeah. yeah. It, was,
1: it was a four liter, the speed. Yeah, it, did was it. Very...
0: So do you both come from a family of car enthusiasts? or?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I do. My, my dad was, uh, he never worked on cars, but he yeah. loved cars. And so we would, I mean, I, I, he took me to the 1986, uh, what was it? North star nationals at Brainerd international raceway in, in, uh, yeah, 86 and, uh, top fuel dragsters. I remember that, you know, uh, monster trucks, uh, road racing, all that stuff. He loved cars, never worked on them. So, uh, but yeah, it, and, you know, like I said, we were a Mitsubishi family. We had a 90 eclipse when they first came out, and uh and then we had a ninety-four eclipse as well, and
3: but well, in my family, uh, emigrated from Germany. Actually, my dad was born in Yugoslavia and then became a German citizen years back. And then in the '60s, uh, they got married and they came over here via job opportunity. Uh, as I think I mentioned earlier, my dad um, wanted to start his own business as a welder fabricator and um, blacksmither, essentially. And so they uh, first settled in Chicago, where he worked for a VW dealership and did construction. Okay. So that's and
1: the VW connection. Yeah.
3: VW connection, and the guy actually was German who uh, owned that uh, business. Of course, brought my dad right in, and said, sure, of course, you yeah. know they both you know knew German and my. My parents yeah. came over, not you know, knowing any English, but so he loved cars. But I think it was more from the mechanical and the working on them and fixing them. And so you know, we had said rabbit. My dad had bought a couple of Mercedes um, sedans, um, old Mercedes sedans, um, not the coupes because you could never find them at that time. But restored them. Now you can afford
1: them. Um, exactly right,
3: right. Um, and so restored this, is, this is where your
1: name comes from as well. No, okay, no, All right. I was not named but after
3: that. I don't want to get too deep into no, it. But. I, was, I, was, I was going to because I figured uh, people are going to ask about that. No, he. um, you know, he it wasn't because of the car nor was I conceived in the back of one. Ha oh, ha ha. I, I wasn't know. even going there. My my middle name isn't uh, Lexus or Pinto or any of yeah. that. So I I get all of that. But um but no, I think it was more from the functionality and the you fix it yourself. Oops, sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that, back, but no, you, you we're, fix we're, stuff yourself. <laughs> No FCC regulations. Yeah, no, 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 no regulations. regulations. Okay, there you go. Um, but you, plenty,
1: plenty of plenty of off-color language has gone through these microphones. Right, right,
3: So yeah. So I mean, you know, we we had two daughters. My sister is six years older than myself, and so we always were the kids at home, holding the flashlight or you know taking the toothpick with the uh, touch-up paint and you know uh, just helping them yeah, touch no, up stuff cool. and wax. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good
1: way to get your kid into something. Yeah.
3: Well, I really it hated it at the time, and I still wear right. some half the times, but uh, but now you, you
1: look back on it with a little bit of a like, nice oh, I time with my dad. Yeah. yeah, not really, but
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd know. have to know my dad. I learned some uh,
1: colorful language from yeah, my dad. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, especially cars. when the
3: Yugoslavish comes out too. Then yeah. you know he's really pissed off. So.
1: Yeah. I've I learned I learned colorful language by working on cars with my dad probably too. So
0: Yeah, and then just working in
1: dealerships. Well, yeah, yeah by, you by that point did. we already knew it. But.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna say, you're probably probably well versed by the time you got to dealership. Right. Yeah. Well they're
1: probably working in a dealership, I don't know how it is your way, but around here it's uh you, you wind up swearing more because everybody you work with is an interesting person.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Sounds like a, sounds like a topic said.
3: for your next podcast. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> so I
1: don't
2: to work here again. I think there's
3: again. a symbiotic relationship, right? You know, swearing and cars and then beer. So yeah.
1: Well, yeah. beer and cars is definitely yeah. it. But yeah. there's two levels of that too. Like people I work with, I work, you know, I work in a body shop and there's a lot of body repair people and mechanics and, you know what? I'm going to stop this story right now because I don't want to alienate anybody, so we're going to stop. <laughs> we're just going to say that they're... Uh, Moving they're right s- along. Yes.
2: Right?
1: <laughs> yes. It's very blue collar. It's very conservative. Mm. It's very...
0: So, different. have you guys, speaking of beer, have you been able to try any East Coast IPAs while you're out here?
2: Yes. Uh, one of my... Well, I haven't had it this trip, but the last couple of trips, uh, Slum Brew... It yep, yep. has a really, really good, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, they have a fantastic IPA. Uh, and then we had, um, I had, well, of course, Dogfish Head. I had Dogfish Head 60 Minutes yesterday. Some yeah.
1: Brews Brewery House is about 22 minutes from here. Oh, yes. okay.
3: really? Yeah.
2: Need to get Dang there. Um, also had one called Trail something. Oh, I can't remember. Long Trail? Oh what is it? Is it Long Trail? Yeah, Long Trail. All right, they're out of Vermont. Okay, <laughs> yeah. had them, had their beer.
3: And then last night I had uh, was it Wormtown IPA? Yep, or at least Be one IPAs. Yeah, Be yep. Happy. Yeah, yeah, it was oh, great.
2: I'll tell you what it I had, had that was as good as West Coast. I'll tell you what cool. I had that was amazing. <laughs> actually, was it was uh, now you guys are gonna have to. Help me out with this. It you was had the
1: slumber is probably the flag raiser.
2: It was flag raiser. That yeah, was the one. Delicious. But I had another one. It was something hobo. Lord, Lord hobo. Lord boom hobo. Boom sauce. Boom yeah, sauce. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> as uh, as a uh, uh, a resident of Portland, Oregon, and a uh, fan of IPAs, I will fully endorse the boom sauce. It was delicious. Super yeah. super delicious. So uh, and I, honestly, honestly, I, I like IPA left and right. Coast. I, I like yeah. beer just in general. Yep.
3: So, well, in, in Portland, Oregon area, you know, especially the Pacific Northwest IPAs, we're huge in hops. Right, we grow a lot of hops oh, yeah. for the country, and yeah. so um, among hazelnuts and walnuts and whatnot, and wine too. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of heavy and a lot of great IPAs on our coast yeah
1: lord lord hobo's tap room is probably also about 20 minutes from here yeah where were we to so, it went to,
0: and just
3: fly in silently yeah, and I'm you know just have time. a beer yeah, yeah a beer you, trip. you could
1: you really could just stay
3: yeah. by you guys yeah <laughs> maybe, hey, we could always drive the Vel- uh, the delica across town and or across the country across and just country. you know yeah. that actually sleep is, in the driveway that is, is
2: sort of a bucket it's sure. like we've done a ton of road trips we met on a road trip yep and uh to, a to, car Chicago. to a car show. yeah awesome and uh We'll, we'll go kick it old school style. Like we, we met at, on the way to hot import nights in 2000 wow. in Chicago. Yeah, that's right. Anyway. Wow. We haven't stopped talking was it, since.
1: Was it a, uh, was it a, 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 love at first sight in the foam pit? <laughs> 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 You're at the rave?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Right. Do you guys know us that way? Have you been spying on yeah. us? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, so we've done a lot of road trips together and, uh, all over the, all over the world. And, uh. But one thing I've never done is literally driven coast to coast. I've driven from Minnesota to Oregon. I've driven yep. from Minnesota to South Carolina. I've driven from Minnesota to Texas. But I have never driven from Portland, Oregon to Massachusetts, for instance. Or right. Portland, you take, Maine. So. You can
0: take I-90, which ends at Logan Airport, yep. all the way to Seattle, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
2: yeah. That's so that's kind of a, a bucket list, which is funny because, you know, we've we've done it. We've just never done it in one fell swoop. So. Yeah. yeah. I've I, been me. talking
1: about this a lot lately because I've both of us have driven a lot of the country. But neither one of us have driven 100% of the country either. Mm-hmm. So um, it's going to be tight, but I'm going to Arizona in May. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my, if I can make it happen, it'll be a miracle, but I'm trying to make it happen, is to buy something out there while I'm there and drive it home. Rust-free cars. Well, yeah, most of my cars, my old cars have come from the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've been looking at some early first-gen Mighty Maxes, and oh, cool, um, something interesting.
3: Well, it's nice that we all know people down there that could uh, spy on them before. That's,
1: that's yeah, 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 that's the thing.
3: Find some beer, you know, take a bunch of dinner is the thing to yeah. get down there.
1: Well, I'm, I'm excited because I'm going to try to hook up with Brian and with Josh and some of the other people that are Mitsubishi nice. fans nice. down there while we're out there. So.
3: Tell them we said hi. <laughs> uh, of course,
1: of course. We certainly will.
0: Yeah, no, it's a small world. Yes. It
2: is incredibly small world. I mean, especially when you get into the to the fringe lunatic stuff like we all are.
3: <laughs> right, uh,
1: we're we're, we're a niche within a niche.
2: We are in niche within a niche, right, with right. A, a, niche. Micro niche. Yeah. a micro Mini niche, a micro niche. Well,
3: and
1: go, yeah, go, sorry, go I was
2: just going to say, uh, it it's incredible. It's hey, do you know so and so? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it
1: happened like six times or eight today.
2: I, you know, right. We'll be we'll be across. You know, we'll be in Arizona for a show, or we'll be up in British Columbia for a show, and you don't by chance know Brad? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's unbelievable. It's yep. uh, it's a. I will say the auto community, especially you know, since I work most of the time in the off road community. The off road community is super tight knit. Yeah, and. Uh, but if you, as long as you get into, like I said, the, the fringe lunatic stuff, it, you know, there's just not that much us, many of us out there.
0: Well, even just finding out, Brad and I have been building model kits since we were kids, and then talking to you, Andy, find out that you worked at Scale Auto Magazine that we used to always get when we were building models. Like that was like mind blowing. Like that's so, so crazy.
3: So if you have the back issues, you should actually open them up and see. It'll <laughs> oh, say going, by yeah. Andy yeah. Lillian Hall, no, I, I so. remember.
1: I remember. Yeah. I remember it was called In Tune by Andy Williams. Yeah. 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 And I, I I'm gonna go through my whole box of old magazines when I get home tonight. It's and incredible.
2: And, and he's. Sitting I, here I should have brought right one for now. an autograph. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's incredible. I remember too. Yet you know, I was just starting out. You know, I think I'd been at the magazine a couple of years, two or three years, when I'd got the. You know, they said, "Hey, you, you know, how about making a tuner column and you know, import? Tuner yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. And uh, my boss came into my my office. It's the only place I've ever had an office, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I came in. Came into my office, sat down, and started laughing. I said, "What?" He says, well, you've officially made it. I said, what well, What do you mean? He said, well, you got your first piece of hate mail. Oh, all right. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so he, he, I had reviewed, uh, I believe it was the AMT Fast and the Furious Eclipse. Okay. Kid, uh-huh. Right? And I had, was talking about, the engine. I think it was. Yeah, the 420A versus the
1: 4263. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was talking. It was accurate to the movie car.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And I was talking about it, and we got some guy wrote in just say How I, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. And clearly, like, the upper radiator hose is wrong, or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and I remember thinking, Oh, wow, this guy was really, you know, he was, he was straight up calling me out. And I thought, Oh, my God. And he said, Yeah, well, you. You, you got hate mail, people are reading. Yeah.
1: So. <laughs> well, that's, that's what it is. It's, when you put yourself out there, you have to be ready for criticisms.
2: Exactly. And you have yeah. to
1: be able to take it, and you have to understand that not everybody's going to like everything you do. Yes. And you have to just keep doing it. And yeah. that's kind of the whole yep. ethos when Andrew and I started out of this podcast, or when Andrew came and was like, hey, I want to do a podcast. Yeah. It's like, we're just going to do it, and if nobody listens, we're going to have to talk about cars, which we're going to do anyway.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, exactly.
1: what the hell? And then, you know, people started listening, and we got like responses back, and it's like, oh. And then people would send in corrections. It's like, oh, people are paying attention and Mm -hmm. listening. And they are. I don't know why, but (laughs) I mean, they want to. I'm sure it was probably the same thing with you. It's like, why do they want to read what I have to
2: say about this? But okay, I'm going to tell you. You know, the thing is, is uh, just keeping, you know, kind of keep going back to the Mitsubishi thing. In 1998, when I was in college, Mm -hmm. and uh, I had my XFL RV, and this, you know, import tuning front-wheel drive performance thing was catching on it was big was just time. getting big around yeah. yeah, And I kept thinking, well, I want to do something at the Expo, right? And, of course, my dream was to have a 4G63T swapped Well, I'm Expo. sure you know Leon. Uh, I don't know if I know what Leon. Reitman? Mm-mm, doesn't sound familiar. He has the
1: uh, 4G63 Expo around here. Yeah, it's all, all, yeah, it started out as all wheel drive. It started right? out as all-wheel drive, yeah. and it's 4G63 Turbo. Is it green? And, no, it's, uh, it's blue. It's tone Blue and gray.
2: Okay, no, I don't Somebody know that don't one. Know.
1: I know. Well, I'm surprised because he's. Yeah. All, like Remember the old StreetFire.net days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was all his his van was always posted on there for New England Dragway. And is
2: it wait is it a four door or three door? Is it an LRV a, or is it an Expo? I don't Just, remember. Oh, okay, <laughs> well. Anyway, I you know I remember still. By the way, that's my dream project just to put a four G six three T into an expo. I would even be fun with front wheel drive. Just
1: import an RVR. Instead. I know.
2: Well, at this yeah. point, if I wait long enough, it'll be easy. It's enough. only like
1: three more years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: So, um, but uh, back in '98, I had a GeoCities page. I don't know if, if you know. Oh yeah. You, huh? People remember that. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, we used to
1: fall See, there was the Talon Temple. And that was Geo Cities page. Yeah, it was. What was one of the other Mitsubishi ones? I can't I think of now. I had the Expo
2: but... LRV pages, and okay. it was this, you know, super janky old. You know, it was the '90s, and yeah. so. Uh, but I had a message board. It was uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a, uh, it was a, just a message board, yeah. not a forum site. But it was a oh, message yeah. board, and uh, it actually there was never any information about the Expo because like, most people right. weren't enthusiastic about them.
1: Well, exactly. Right,
2: and so I started this page in ninety eight, and um, it was really cool, you know. And I learned all about the RVRs and the fact you could get a diesel, and there was the yeah. open deck. Uh, open, uh, what they call it? Not the open deck. Maybe it was the open deck, or was that the? Yeah. Anyway, there is one that has a like retractable hardtop sunroof thing, <laughs> and there is all these weird variations of it, which I love. And uh, so uh, I started that, and then I, when I sold the car. I like immediately shut it down, which I probably shouldn't have done. But, uh, but yeah, it was always interesting because there just wasn't that much information about there. So I started this, and that's where I was like, someday I'm going to put a four G six three in it. But
1: so it's a two, a three door.
2: Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I have seen, I'm part of a group on Facebook now that is all about tuning the Expo, okay. Colt, Vista, and uh, Eagle Summit. And uh, it just makes me, you know, I, I don't need another car right now. I don't even have a place for another car,
3: but someday. Plus we have no garage, hence why we have everything in our house on the dining table. And Minor detail.
1: Yeah, I don't have a garage either, so I hear you.
3: Yeah. We've got a leaky carport and a really, really, really crappy shed that's yeah. underneath said leaky carport. But, but it works, so. Yeah,
1: I rent a garage next town over yeah. for stuff.
3: Mark my Not words. Not ideal.
2: Someday I will have a 4G 63T swapped Expo LRV. So.
1: Well, you won't. You won't be alone, but you'll be one of very few. And
2: that's okay. Yeah. Because as there, that means there will be a knowledge base out there that I can. You know, they
1: will, and we'll introduce you to Leon when you want to build yeah, it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Him, uh,
2: <laughs> I'll make sure. <laughs> I think
1: his runs either high tens or low elevens. Yeah. Now it's very fast. That
2: is mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, dual-worthy. and it's
1: bone stock looking uh, on a set of. So... Other than it's got a set of Unless white Thirty-seven. I believe he also owned a Via Cross.
2: Oh, he that's... does have a yellow Via Cross. Oh, he still owns it? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. it the Iron Man Via Cross? It's not an Iron okay. Man.
1: No, but it is the yellow one. So yes, Those another are person very rare into too. odd vehicles. Yep. Yeah, no, he's he's right in our wheelhouse.
2: I'm also I, I again being with all you Mitsubishi fans and fans of obscure vehicles like I I think I'm the only person that searches Craigslist in Portland for Tredias and Cordias not that I'd actually buy it but I just want to see if I can find one I don't
1: know why you wouldn't buy it I
2: don't know I, I mean, saw one I saw a Tredia no yep. tr- two door Cordia Cordia yeah uh, at the stoplight the other day and I was driving like 45 miles an hour past and I, I did everything I could not to grab my phone and go oh my god and jam on the brakes cuz I, I would haven't have seen one for ever jam on the brakes oh a friend red. of mine just sold
1: one. Yeah. Um, who lives in Portland. Um he's a big Mitsubishi nerd as well. Uh, I don't know if it's Sean. He's got three box type lancers. Hmm. Um he's got a Mitsubishi minicab supercharged.
2: Oh. Which yep. is like a
1: mini delica. Yeah. Uh, and then he's got a bunch of American market stuff. Okay. Uh, but he lives you in meet Portland. This guy. Yeah. yeah. He he lives he lives not in Portland but outside of Portland. Okay. Um and him and my other friend Robert, who has like five starians. Oh wow. Um, also lives in Portland. So.
2: Sounds like we need to put together a Portland <laughs> yeah, you know, Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi meet.
1: meet. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, you oh, probably should meet them. Because last time I was in Portland, um, I hung out with Robert and a couple of his friends, just knowing them through Mitsubishi stuff, never having met them in person sure. before. It was like, hey, oh. I'm going to be there. Let's mm-hmm. go out for beers. Yeah. And we wound up being out with them until well beyond last call. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. it was a good time.
3: I That's think wasn't it did, about right? two or three months ago that we did um, a Crank Chef Culture um, Delica meetup? And oh, I thought, so yeah, yeah I read the article about that. came yeah. down. Yeah. We had what sixteen Delicas? Yeah, I think sixteen Toyota Hiace and a uh, um, Subaru Sandbar. Yeah, a Subaru Sandbar. So.
1: It's amazing how many of them are out there in that part of the country.
3: Yeah, I think it's because the, the they, British Columbia exactly, exactly did it.
2: But exactly, yeah, there are a lot of Delicas, uh, and of course, everybody. Whenever anybody sees a white one, they think it's us. My, my friend, of course, my good friend Corey yeah. said the other day, he's like, Yeah, I was driving down the road and saw the white Delica, and I like, so I sped up and I am like honking and waving, and I turned and it wasn't you. Yeah. So I said, Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that being a frank. problem. Out
1: here, if you were the guy in the white Delica, it would be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good,
2: good chance. Good chance. Although I
1: did notice that when I was in Toronto picking up the blue one with our friend Chris, um, on our way to. The guy's house to pick it up. The guy picked us up, actually, similar story. He was an importer and he picked us up in a right hand drive, um, not Odyssey, but some other, whatever JDM. or what the big Honda van? Of is? Minivan or something? Was it a, maybe was, a Honda It was a full size minivan, but well, it was right hand drive. Okay. I, I can't remember the name That's because funny. it's a Honda minivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were driving to his house and there was another white Delica just at the intersection. In front of us, and I was like, "Man, this is weird."
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was never even
1: uh, seen one before. We're going to pick up one. Here's another one.
2: I was sitting at a stoplight waiting to get to work, and I, all of a sudden, I hear honk, honk, like, and it, just a guy in a high I have no idea who it was. Just giving me yeah. old hey. I also drive a weird Japanese van.
1: Yeah. And actually, we were at his bachelor party in Vermont, and we were driving to from one location to another because we played ultimate frisbee or whatever. Not ultimate yeah. frisbee. Um, frisbee golf. Yeah. And we were going to the like next location, and I was behind the Cabana traffic. And I was like, oh, that's right. Oh, man. So we're at the stoplight, and I'm honking the horn, throw in park, jumping out and running up to the guy, like, hey, this is who we are. Here's some
2: Snickers. <laughs> Have a good day. And he's like, oh, it's really for sale. And I'm like, oh, uh. man. We were coming back from dinner with some friends who live in Salem, Oregon. Yep. And, uh, We were getting on... We were taking the Cloverleaf to get onto Interstate 5. And there's... I noticed two broken-down vehicles. And I just said to Mercedes, I said, is that a Delica? Yeah. (laughs) And it was. It was a high-roof, white Delica. uh, And so I pulled in behind him, and I'm like you guys okay and then i noticed there was a broken down chevy truck in front of him. he's like oh yeah like, he just popped a fan belt i'm like oh yeah. okay it wasn't the
1: delica broken down yeah no it wasn't yeah. all and, right
2: and i was just, he says, oh nice, nice van i said oh, you too yeah and so then he ended up actually coming to the delica meet to my best uh, friends now yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> yeah but it's a neat community
1: so. yeah no it really is anyway well no, thanks for coming on guys it, yeah. was, it was good to have you and um we didn't get too deep into anything because it was too much to cover, but that's all right.
3: That's all right. <laughs> well, we could do the next uh, the next one remote.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, next time one of us is out in your area, we'll definitely
3: we'll take set out it for it up. some or West Coast time, IPAs. I'm <laughs>
1: down. I'm always down. We, uh, my
0: wife and I, have not been to the Pacific Northwest Pacific Northwest yet. So
3: oh, great. Oh, well, that's, you're uh, always welcome. Absolutely, so
1: it's well worth it. Yeah, but
0: it Beautiful. depends
3: on how we pick you up, though. It might be the Delica, might be the Pajero, yeah. might be the Mirage, might be. Yeah. I think we'll
1: be fine with any of them. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah.
1: Cool, but so you can, people can find you on crankshaftculture
2: Yep, subcompactculture.com Yep, and then all associated Instagram, Facebook, Twitter accounts, um, Tinder. No, I'm just kidding. Not <laughs> <Snapchat>. <laughs> That's a joke. Snapchat. Yeah, no, no. no. Uh, but yeah, Facebook. It's, you
1: know what's funny about Snapchat? None of us are on Snapchat either. No. All these car groups start these like Snapchat things, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not going to join. I don't care. It's right. not me. Instagram yeah. is my favorite. Yeah,
2: I do have a Drive Tribe account, but I don't do much with it. So
1: all know. of us started one, I think. Everybody starts like, <laughs> with <laughs> 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 really <That's
2: rain>. nice. lame. <laughs> we're not going to yeah. do that. Yeah, like. yeah. Well, anyway, but you can find us at all those places, and uh, uh, I know we'll be at uh, Overland Expo West. Uh, we'll have our van, our Mitsubishi van, in the Warren Industries booth.
1: Oh, so you're driving down to Arizona yeah. a little got bit, it. slowly nice.
2: driving yes. our, our way down to uh, Oregon uh, to Arizona. So nice. stop on by and, uh, and we'll be sleeping in the booth. Yes, Again. awesome. Right?
1: <laughs> are you guys leaving right away afterwards? Or are you staying in the area down there for a while?
2: Uh, we'll we have to leave. Probably leave. The most, Afterwards, yeah. I get it back to the office, and, yep. you know, in, in a in a Delica van, it's not exactly rapid. That's so. a three-day trip, at <laughs> least. At least, yeah. at least. Yeah. At
3: least so. so we'll be doing Expo West. Uh, as Andy mentioned, we'll also be doing a Northwest Overland Rally at the end of June, uh, cool. which is in Plain, Washington, outside of Leavenworth. And we'll also be doing the B.C. Overland Rally, which is, uh, let's see, I think mid-July. And that'll be in the Sasquatch uh, area, yeah, Hemlock, Hemlock Valley, Valley yeah. Sasquatch cool. Resort. Um, so that'll be fun. Is Phil we'll we- doing that one? Uh, we're trying to we're get trying, Phil in. We're, yeah, trying, yeah. I think so. we're Phil. trying to get Phil I think so. we him. know you're listening? listening. No,
1: he is listening. He listens. So come on, Phil.
3: Phil, we need to meet you. Mercedes and Andy says you have to go. I promise I won't ask you any more uh, Pajero questions. (laughs) (laughs) He's lying. He's not promising. He's lying. That's
0: the other thing. The Oregon Trail Rally is coming up. I've I've yet to be out to that event. So eventually, probably not this year, but hopefully next year. Yeah, that's right
3: around the corner. I actually may be covering that as media for Craneshaft Culture. Okay. Um, Okay. But that's going on uh, end of April. So that's very much happening now. soon.
0: Yeah. Say hi to um, uh, Matt for me. We'll do. Yeah. He's the media guy.
3: Okay.
1: He knows me. Oh, he's the media, sure. the coordinator there, the media yep. manager. He mm-hmm. will do. Excellent.
0: And uh, actually, I have one of the vests here. Yeah.
3: Oh. <laughs> Ice, I see the should be logo right there.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, you can follow out off topic podcast on Facebook, hot off topic on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at race and anger. Uh, Brad, where can they find you? They
1: can find me on Instagram at the easy to remember T S I S three five zero. Anywhere else? That's it for now. That's it for now.
0: So, of course, as always, if you like the podcast, please leave us a review on uh, Google Play, I think, now. They keep changing the name. I think it's Apple Podcasts now. It's Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be iTunes. Now it's Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um, uh, But... We can even keep up to date with our own platforms. No, no, we're on all the platforms that <laughs> yeah. pull from you and review us wherever you listen to. Probably the <laughs> p- yeah. basically the way yeah, probably it. the major ones would be Google Play and yeah. Apple Podcasts, yeah. and then people have third-party apps that pull from either one of those or your native Android. <laughs> Correct. Which I've gotten people really like that they can listen to the podcast on through nati- Google Play on a native knows. Android app. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you don't, you, if you're not an iPhone user, like the majority of people. Sorry.
3: <laughs> Only the coolest people have Samsungs, Androids or LGs. Right. Sorry.
0: I guess I'm outnumbered today. You are today.
1: Yeah. Well, you were a late adopter to the Apple. Yeah. So. Because it just works. They sucked you they in really. It's late. the
0: Toyota Camry of phones. <laughs>
1: it really is. It's a dent in the corner and everything. Yep. All right.
3: <laughs> well, thanks for having us on. We have yeah, blessed. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, thanks thank thanks
1: for like, making time in your busy schedule to come out and
3: your sit
0: bad. down and talk to us. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, we'll let you get going. And yeah. uh, as awesome. always, keep your cars analog and aim for the roses.